Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Earlier this week, we shared the top 10 lists of the albums that we've recorded so far of one of our listeners, Josh. And we put out a call that if anybody wants to share their top 10 list of the albums we've reviewed so far, they can. And our former guest and faithful listener, Thomas Bona, did that very thing. And he called in and shared his list. And we're going to share that with you now before we get into re-ranking the last 10 albums from this list. So if this is something you'd still like to do, you can. You can leave us a voicemail on anchor.com. We would love to hear from you, and we would be happy to include it in a future episode. So thanks for listening once again, and enjoy! Hey, Ben and Mike. Thomas Bona here down in Goshen, Indiana. Former guest, longtime listener, first-time caller. Now... Your favorite album, and you know it's really your favorite, Highway 61 Revisited, didn't quite make my top 10 list. Just missed, but here's what did make it. Number 10, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On? Number 9, Jimi Hendrix Experience, Are You Experienced? Number 8, The Beatles, Revolver. Number 7, The Velvet Underground and Nico, I Will Fight You. Number 6, The Beatles, White Album. Number 5, the Beatles, Abbey Road. Number four, Nirvana, Nevermind. Number three, and I can't believe I'm ranking this higher than you, U2's The Joshua Tree. Number two, Patti Smith's Horses. And number one, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd. That's right, mic drop. Two guys with no credentials. Stone greatest album. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us again on the Sound Logic Podcast. It's that time again. We've done another 10 reviews, so we're going to re rank the last 10 albums that we've reviewed. That's albums number 41 to 50. Ben, we made it to 50. Oh, boy. It's exciting, and uh, this is kind Very of one exciting. of my. This is one of our favorite parts now, uh, getting to do these sort of decade, as we've called them, decade re-rankings. Should we dive into it then? I think so. Um, for those who haven't caught one of our re-ranking episodes before, first we give you the Rolling Stone ranking, and then uh, where Mike and I have it, and we kind of work from the bottom to the top. So tonight we'll be going from fifty all the way up to forty-one. Um, and when we get done with that, we will take a look at our uh, ongoing top 10 list of the albums that we have listened to so far and see if any of these 10 cracked our top 10. Um, and if there are any other changes, I guess that's happened from time to time as well. We've done some reshuffling and moved things around. Just a little preview last time around, I didn't change a thing. I right. didn't change a thing. But this time... 
was very different. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I mixed it up. I mixed it up, Ben. I, I, mixed I it thought up, you were so. about to say, we're getting into that point now where not much is going to change in our top tens and uh, threw curveball there at me. So <laughs> I think that might happen after this 10. Oh, interesting. Okay. One or two more, maybe. Maybe. But uh, I think we might be getting close to that point where we don't touch that top 10 anymore. But maybe that top 10 will change as we go. You know what? I really listened to that a lot, but now it's kind of, I don't want to listen to it as much as another one there. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So let's get going here. Number 50 was the debut album from Little Richard called Here's Little Richard. That's what Rolling Stone put at number 50. Uh, And we'll start with you, Ben. Uh, What did you put at the number 50 spot? So I made this re-ranking list last week. And in the time since then, I've been doing a a bunch of editing work on this particular episode, the review of Love Supreme. Okay. now that I see it here at 50, I think, oh, kind of like it more than last (laughs) of at least 10. Um, But a quick scan of the list makes me think, no, I I think that's appropriate for it. The hang up for me is simply the genre. I really think it's a fantastic album, but um, just not really my sweet spot as far as uh, listenability, enjoyability for me. Uh, So while I think it's great, I am putting it here at the bottom. Um, What about you? Just before we move on to my choice there, and Ben, we've talked about this a few times because we've had two or three jazz albums jazz is a genre genre that's really outside of your listening sphere it is not something that you go to very much at all is it Uh, almost never i will very very occasionally pick uh just a generic jazz uh station and on pandora or something like that and put it on just as background music but it's not something that i'm sure I, i have much awareness of the artists or what the little niche nuances are in the genre. Um, I don't have my favorite jazz musicians or records right. or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. Would you say of of Western music, it's the genre that you're least familiar with? Like, there's other things that don't come up here as much, like different types of pop or country, rap, um, but jazz. Do you think that's the one that has the least amount? I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm just trying to. I don't. Would you put I, classical music is probably even more uh, out there for me. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. That might be there for me too. I definitely enjoy jazz more than most country music. So while I probably know a little bit more about country and country artists, I'd, it would be it would be in my number ten spot on this rank, re-ranking if we were doing genres. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, just curious because you, you've been so, and just a quick comment, you've been really uh, open and accepting to learn about it, but I've always appreciated your honesty. Like, ah, oh, I'm trying, but I just have very yeah. little experience and reference point for this genre. Yeah. And it's not something that I'm familiar with enough to even comment. And, and, and it might just not be your preference, but that's right. fine. But right. you've definitely tackled it with an open sure. mind and open ear. And I, I think you've learned a lot, and that's that's exciting for for someone who has listened to. I'm not a jazz expert by any means, but I have listened to a lot over the yes, years, and I, yes. I can recognize a lot of it. It's exciting to hear you um, expanding your sphere to something that is very, very different, and yeah, sure, at sometimes very complicated, 
and hard to access and you've done yeah. a good job so anyways i yeah i don't mean to talk that much about every selection here because that'll take us hours no but no I, that's, well, and I think that's this, we've said this a number of times about different things but going through this project has not only opened our eyes up to to new albums that we didn't know about but i think it in talking to each other and having guests on we have engaged people with a deeper passion for certain uh, bands artists genres yeah. uh, that I think has only a, made me appreciate like I think uh, about all the way back to uh, the Velvet Underground um, you know you and I I think kind of rolled our eyes with that album but having someone on in, in my friend Bob who really loved loves that album specifically but the, the group in general I got I found myself thinking like oh maybe there's more here than than I realized and <laughs> Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, yep. I I think my appreciation for jazz specifically is has only grown um, in the two conversations we've had with Jason and Jeff uh, and each other. Oh, so cool, and a great album, uh, John yeah. Coltrane. So love Supreme. Yeah. Uh, okay, my num- spot for number fifty was uh, my teenage self is screaming at me right now, but I chose uh, never mind the bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. I really. I thought I would love listening to it because, oh, it's punk rock and it'll remind me of growing up. And I listened to a lot of punk rock, although I didn't listen to the older punk rock. We mentioned that I wasn't into the Sex Pistols and the Ramones and the Clash. Nobody really directed me towards that era. I listened to a lot of stuff from the 90s and nothing from the 70s or 80s. But I thought, okay, I will really enjoy this. And I really didn't. And it was hard to listen to and it was frustrating and I found uh, it left a bit of a bitter taste in my mouth because it wasn't what I thought it would be. And that's not their fault. That's, my, that's, that's on me. But I think that I understand exactly what they were trying to achieve. Oh, that sounds very arrogant. <laughs> I appreciate what they, were trying, what they were trying to achieve. And I think they did it very well. I think they executed on what they were trying to do. I recognize the influence. I just found it... Uh, very difficult to enjoy and I almost I was almost sneering as they would sneer as I listened to it like oh some of this is just really awful but I just found it a struggle to listen to it and maybe that was due to my expectations but because of that experience and maybe I'll listen to it in two or three years and go okay I'm into this again Uh, but for right now that was a tough one for me and I was surprised Uh, that I didn't like it yeah because I thought I would like it more yeah I hope that if uh, if Barry listens to this, he's not offended because I really, really enjoyed our conversation with with Barry Taylor. But and and I enjoyed reminiscing about hearing, you know, the songs and the things about it that I like. But as a whole, and against these other albums, um, I struggled yeah. with it. Do you remember the um, the song "Sellout" by Real Big Fish? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if our high school selves might put that on for you right now in this moment. Oh boy. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I, I think that song is about selling out to the record company, not selling out to uh, the genre. So yeah. you're, you're probably okay. No. No. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, they they would probably ap- appreciate my my passion. <laughs> <laughs> I I understand that. I I I too felt some uh, 
uh, nostalgic sadness that we weren't tackling that album a couple decades ago. Like I, I don't enjoy it as much as I probably would have either. Um, so I, I definitely feel some of the same feelings as you did there. And we talked a bit when we listened to it because of the the types of punk and the and we listened to a lot of really clean music when we were growing yes. up and felt that we shouldn't listen to anything that wasn't. I I might have really struggled with it as a teen. I might have ah uh, I really shouldn't be listening to this, you know. Or yeah, we talked about that a bit, but I think. At first, I thought, "Oh, I would have loved this as a teen," and then I'm going back, going, "Oh, I might not have. That, yeah. that might have turned me off of it even more." But, anyways, sorry, Sex Pistols. Okay, so moving on to number forty-nine. This—I don't think this has ever happened. Oh, uh, you might be right. Or Rolling Stone, Mike and Ben all all agree. I'm going to scroll back on our spreadsheet, and I don't think—I I mean, rarely you and I even agree. We don't always <laughs> agree with the. I mean, you, you and I are similar sometimes, but but we don't usually agree. So uh, we all put at number 49 at Fillmore East by the Almond Brothers Band. Um, I'll go first this time, and then and then you can go. Oh, this this is interesting because as music, it's very good, mm-hmm. and as a live album, it's very good. As a blues album, it's very good, and this is a great band and. I enjoyed listening to it. I just don't see myself returning to a live blues jam album very soon. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for me. It's it's, it's, it's the song. Some of them are very long, you know, 20 minute jam sessions. <laughs> and again, yeah. they're not bad. There's nothing wrong with them. There's, I can't hear a mistake. The recording quality is very good for 1970 or 71. Uh, it's just, again, it's just not my thing. What about you? I'm going to be boring here and say you you hit it out for me as well, I think. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> yeah. 49. And we should also preface yeah. that um, we put it at 49, uh, but, but this is really our ninth uh, of these 10. Uh, we are not taking the entire 50 into consideration here. So um, perhaps the reason that uh, we very rarely line up with Rolling Stone is that they're they're gauging all 50 when they are doing this. Um, whereas we are just reshuffling these 10. So just a weird... Fair enough. Uh, nuanced thing. But but to have it all line up there, uh, pretty funny. Um, yeah, it's interesting yeah. too. Like I, This is one of those albums that I'm not sure what to do with on this list. And, uh, and I almost wonder if this slot here was because I wasn't sure where else to put it rather than yeah that it was my ninth favorite album of these 10 um so and it's like anything that goes lower than it is something you know that you almost i really didn't like that i know you you said well you did like a love supreme but yeah Yeah. i just (laughs) yeah i i struggled with where to put this too it's kind of and and so many times on this band we've talked about this where it's like okay i like that and i appreciate it and i see how good it is i I just don't think I'm going to listen to it again. Yep. <laughs> it's just not, it's just not for me, you know, yeah. and, and that's yeah. not to say anything negative. We all have our preferences and that's what makes a list like this so challenging and probably why they went with a numerical <laughs> value system. Cause yeah. you can't <laughs> get 200 people to just discuss what their favorite is. It'll never <laughs> go anywhere. Right. Okay. Uh, number now. Okay. 
so should I be saying 48 or 8? We could say Rolling Stone had uh, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back at number 48, uh, Public Enemies album. Um, yeah, this is the eighth album on our list of these 10. We can say 48. I, I don't know. It okay. It is a little bit okay. funny, but yeah, the 48 slot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving on, the 48 slot, uh, Rolling Stone had It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back by Public Enemy. Uh, we put in our eighth out of these ten. Um, well, why don't we go with you first, Ben? What did you have? I have uh, here's a little Richard here. I think uh, this was a fine album, um, but here I think for its historic significance and not necessarily because I love it. And uh, kind of like at Fillmore East, just not sure where to put it, so it gets bumped down to this spot. Um, you agreed with Rolling Stone here. Back to back albums. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it might happen one more time. I hate to repeat myself, but I appreciated it. Rap and hip hop, again, is a genre that I don't know a lot about. I probably owned maybe two hip. Well, no, more than that. Four or five hip hop albums. Most of them are Chaos, who's a, a rapper from. I really, really enjoyed learning about the context of where this album comes from, and I, and I loved learning a little bit about the background of the artists in this band and kind of where it came from. Uh, I did enjoy it. Again, it's just it's just not... <laughs> the two things I struggle with. One, it's not a type of music that I listen to very much. Mm-hmm. Number two, I f- I'm finding more. I am wanting that hook, that chorus, that Thing to sing along to i don't remember a melody from this or or let's say i can't remember a verse from this album that i can really listen to in my head again maybe i need more time with it and that could be it too but i just struggle with it a bit again so yeah it's... boy just gotta put that <laughs> i i remember that because <laughs> it happens like 10 times every song and it's like very iconic but anyways well i'll echo a lot of that for the 47 slot uh rolling stone has a love supreme here which i have already uh mentioned i had it takes a nation of millions to hold us in this spot right here um for a lot of the same reasons you listed um i actually kind of enjoyed this one and and uh I think rap is a genre that I like jazz. I don't know a whole lot about, but kind of wish I knew more. And uh, and so it was it was helpful, I think, for me to have something here to to tackle. I I'm not exactly sure what Rolling Stone is doing, having you know one rap album in the top fifty. Uh, but anyway, we'll see as we go whether that genre gets a little bit more attention. I guess two jazz albums, one rap album. A few of underserved uh, genres here on this list so far. <laughs> rap and and uh, jazz as a genre is still going to overwhelm country on this list. I think so. that's probably true. Yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's hardly any country at all. Um, I I agreed with Rolling Stone again. Put a love supreme. What? I don't I don't know what it is <laughs> because it, it there are challenges with this album. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think again I tried to go. What what am I most likely to listen to again? And I would kind of just yeah, as I'd go through the albums, kind of pair, kind of put them put them against each other and say. So the I'll say the last maybe not never mind the bollocks because I really struggle with that one. But the 
Well, this one and the last two I've talked about are kind of all about in the same same uh, percentage chance that I'll listen to them again. <laughs> like they're all the same. Like I definitely would, um, but I probably not as readily as some of the other ones we're going to talk about. Love Supreme. I love Supreme. <laughs> I love Supreme. So that's 47. So moving to 46, Rolling Stone had Legend, the best of Bob Marley and the Whalers. I had Never Mind the Bullocks here. Um, so this is where I threw that little slice of uh, punk nostalgia. Um, interesting, Rolling Stone had this one at number 41. You had it as 50, and I had it down here at 46. So it probably is the album that um, perhaps suffers the most uh, in our re-ranking compared to right. Rolling Stone. Yeah, I liked it in, a, in the same sort of way that I liked Here's a Little Richard. It feels like an important historic album. But uh, by that same metric that you mentioned, as far as putting it back on again, it's probably not one that I'm rushing to. Uh, what do you have in the 46th spot? Just make one comment before yeah. I say that. I see the historical significance of it, especially for the genre of punk rock. But compared to some of these other albums that came in this same block of 10, it just... <laughs> we haven't talked about them yet. <laughs> but, but good grief. I mean, some of them are just... I, I can't put them in the same list, almost, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's that's not fair to the Sex Pistols, because it, <laughs> it is a pretty, pretty, it's a pretty cool album, but I don't know. I've just, I really, probably for the 10th time this recording, I've said I struggled with it. Yeah. Um, I put, <laughs> at this number six spot, um, Horses by Patti Smith. This is another one. Uh, I mo- So I moved it down a bit from, a bit from where Rolling Stone put it. Uh, I was actually tempted to put it a little lower because I don't know how much I'll listen to it again. It is challenging to listen to. There are spots that are make me a little uncomfortable, both lyrically and sonically. Um, I think why I did put it here is it's so unique. It's I think it's a very special album I, from a very special artist. I think a lot of people will will have a hard time accessing it. And it's certainly not a bop around the room, happy-go-lucky kind of album. Uh, there's a lot of darkness to it, uh, except for some of the, like, um, Redondo Beach, some that are a little boppy. Uh, got a bit of that kind of ska feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, it's it's dark. But but it was it was unique. It was so new to me, and uh, for that I, I put it here. I just don't know how much I'll listen to it again. But if somebody ever asked me about Patti Smith or this album, I would say, "Oh, definitely check it out. Like you got to listen to it. Uh, it it really is something special." Absolutely. I can't think of many other. And again, my listening is limited. But many other female artists like Patti Smith. Like she's yeah. really kind of out on her own there, which which yeah. I think again is very unique and special. I mean, it gets at the bias in the industry, I think, and uh, even on this list, right? She's only the only the third solo female artist that we've talked about, and I think only the right. fourth yeah. uh, album that's prominently featuring uh, female vocalists. So, with, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I think you're right about that. There's, there's really not anyone out there like her, and yeah. uh, you know this this does occupy 
a lot of our time and listening space, but I am interested to hear more from her. Um, yeah. And learn a bit more about her because it's definitely uh, special. Uh, Rolling Stones number 45 was uh, the band's self titled album, the, the Brown album. Mm-hmm. I, I Here's where I put Here's Little Richard. And I think for me, as I'm looking at this list and talking about some of the albums, I'm, I maybe put this a little high, but it definitely is very. What it has over some of the other albums I've listed already is listenability. It's very happy. It's upbeat. It's peppy. Uh, it's something I can see putting on again, or even some songs. Uh, it's it's a lot of energy. So, especially in this time where uh, a lot of people are depressed and we're stuck indoors with uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, that's what I'm more likely to listen to. It's something that's got a little. Maybe a little pep. Sure. Uh, what'd you put here at the number five spot? Uh, this is where I put the doors, <laughs> and uh, kind of kind of surprised me that it ended up here because I was not terribly excited by it when we yeah. listened to it. Um, but it just kept rising up with that same sort of metric. I guess I kind of probably work at the top first, put my favorite albums up there, put my least favorite at the bottom, and then I kind of mix and match the middle ones and. You know, the doors sort of ended up right there in the middle. I, again, I'll reemphasize what I said on the episode. This is a fantastic album, just not quite my thing. And um, and yet, right. there's something about it, a quality that I I do want to revisit. And so I am more likely, I think, to put this on um, than any of the others that that come after it on my list. Uh, well, that segues into number 44, which is where Rolling Stone had horses. Uh, that's where I put the doors and this I I really enjoyed this it was fun it's a fun listen it's it's a little quirky uh, as your your son uh, very aptly put it um, Halloween uh, haunted house music yeah. Halloween music yeah <laughs> it's just great um, if it wasn't for the next three albums that I'm gonna mention if they weren't in this block of 10 this one might be at the top for me I can think of probably a dozen albums that we've already talked about that Rolling Stone ranked from between 1 and 40 that I would have put the doors ahead of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I really liked it. It was very good. Uh, these next three albums that I'm going to mention are just very, very good. What would you have at the number four spot? This is where I put horses, so I guess I agreed with uh, Rolling Stone another time here as well. I was really enamored by Patti Smith, at least the week where I was listening to this a whole lot. Okay. It hasn't held me in the same way that um, Joni Mitchell's Blue and, uh, and Carole King's Tapestry have. I don't find myself wanting to return to it quite as much, but um, I think in the way that she sort of weaves a story around... Uh, uh, music that's not always terribly soft, I think it was just really powerfully done. and I like it, and um, and it just snuck up on me, I guess, here to, to put it in the fourth spot. Now's where it might start to get a little violent. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I didn't think this through, did I? <laughs> There's times in everyone's life when they realize that lying about something is the best option, and I think... Uh, <laughs> That might might have been your 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 best choice there. <laughs> well, Rolling Stone has an album at number forty three that uh, 
we like to refer to as the dark side of the moon. And um, it's where it's where I have it. And uh, again, I want to reemphasize. Why, Ben? This is not because I think it is the 43rd best album on this list. Simply because there are two other albums. No, it's on like this list the fifth like. best album. <laughs> <laughs> Simply here in this slot for me because there are two albums in this group of ten that I like more than Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, I know wow. that's maybe <laughs> not what you want me to say, <laughs> oh. um, but that that is me <laughs> trying to be honest. I, I I don't know why Rolling Stone has it at 43, but I know why I have it here. <laughs> well, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Even if it's incorrect. <laughs> I didn't say that. I guess I didn't have to. <laughs> I can see why you would enjoy the other two albums. Mm. And I think the other two albums that are on your list... Uh, are very special albums and those are your number one and number two are what i've got in number two and three so it's not like we're very far off but right same top three yeah right so this is where i put uh, legend best of bob marley and the whalers uh it is it's a greatest hits it's a compilation it uh as we discussed was selected by the record company and the producer of that compilation album to appeal to a american white audience so uh, for me, that those are all kind of red X's on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, in terms of just intellectually, like that, those are things that we've kind of spoken against on this list. However, yeah. man, like I cannot be in a bad mood when I'm listening to this music. <laughs> it is so right. good. It's so iconic. It's so much fun. It musically, it's it's well done. Like they're good musicians. It's not just somebody created a formula for a, a peppy tune no it's it's good music and they're well composed uh and i really really like it and like i said for the doors if it wasn't for the next two albums um this would be at the top of this 10 block too yeah it's it's great it's fantastic it, it's so good that we, it's been able to win us over despite being a compilation that's usually where we we, yeah. we usually nudge those down to the bottom of the 10 if we have a compilation album in this re-ranking. And here we both have it in the top three. So, yeah, something something different about that. Some of the compilation albums, too, and I think specifically the Sun Sessions and Robert Johnson's, it's really capturing a picture of an era, or in Robert Johnson's case, you know, his whole catalog. Not necessarily the best. Like even Chuck Berry was a lot of hits, but I think captures again a, a an era. Whereas Legend is really all the hits, and it's not yeah. one era. It well, it's not as much of his early stuff as as Bram helped us see, but but it's all the mega hits and very very well known, recognizable songs that are very popular and easy to listen to. So I think that makes it a little more accessible and very different yep. than some of the other ones we've listened to so far. I think that's right. Getting down to the short strokes here, number 42, Rolling Stone had the doors. And Ben, why don't you lead off? Because that piggybacks my choice. I'll echo a lot of what you just said there. Um, I have uh, the best of Bob Marley, the legend album here. As far as listenability goes, even though it's a compilation album, mm-hmm. 
This is the one that I was the most familiar with from this group of 10 and probably um, an album I will easily return to uh, at times during the rest of my life. In going into this album a little deeper has also made me want to go and check out other albums from his career and i'm glad for yeah, that me too. too i'm glad that for sure some of the curtain was pulled back i guess you'd say on uh on exactly how this album was crafted yeah. And, and yeah um so it's kind of a hesitant number two ranking for me but i think uh you know if i am really going on on the, my desire to listen to it again that's that's where it is for me i really appreciate and no offense uh for any of our guests who I don't put in this category at all, but I really appreciate when our guests uh, really teach me something about the artist. Yeah, um, and in some yeah. cases, I don't know much. I I thought I knew a bit about Bob Marley, but but Bram really helped me uh, just uh, have a better understanding of where to start when talking and thinking about Bob Marley, and really exposing that he was about a lot more than legend. Right. represents a, a lot more protest and and activism uh, very political in a lot of his other stuff he would say most of his other stuff so uh, i really really appreciate that and even as we were recording it my jaw kind of hit the floor like oh man i don't know this at all like this is yeah it's exciting we're going to listen to this but then there's this whole other world of <laughs> you know i really want to go through album by album and experience that it's out there somewhere yeah yeah so for the second number two spot, this is where I put the band self-titled. This one really surprised me. I knew I liked the band. I knew some of the songs from this album. But man, it's well put together. It is just it just keeps coming. Like and it's it's a it feels like a longer album. Like I know it's still the same LP format, but it's got twelve tracks. They're decent size. It this album has a lot to give. Yeah. And even the ones that aren't the radio hits, some of the deeper cuts, like they are just very well put together. I will, will definitely be listening to this one again. Um, I've enjoyed learning some of the new songs that I didn't know before, and they have become some of my favorites as well. Uh, it It is a solid, solid album. And as much as I like the band, I didn't think that this one would kind of win me over in the way it has. Um, Interesting. Because I enjoyed music from Big Pink, but there was a couple things from it that I was like, oh, well, that's okay. So I thought, well, this one will be, you know, very much the same. But it, it is, it is a big surprise, and it's yeah. very, very good. It sounds an awful lot like you're saying it. It might be the best album from these ten. Uh, I'm just, I'm a little bit nope. perplexed here as to how you can nope. be so glowing Not saying about. That. <laughs> um, but it does lead into my uh, <laughs> first choice. Rolling Stone had uh, the Sex Pistols at number forty-one. Um, I'll echo all that you just said about the band. This one totally surprised me. I, I, uh, I mentioned on the album review that I picked this one up before music from Big Pink and was pleasantly surprised from it. But then right. our our um, our listening of music from Big Pink and our conversation with Jason, I think, only enhanced my appreciation for the band, which made me go back and revisit this as as well as our. Uh, really enjoyable viewing of the last waltz and um so yeah i think every right. time i listen to this i like it just a little bit more and uh it was an easy choice for number one uh for me on this list but you're gonna tell me why that's wrong <laughs> <laughs> i will agree with you that i felt the same way uh, about my choice for number one that it was very easy <laughs> 
to put this here. Uh -huh. <laughs> I picked Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Um, it's an album I've been listening to for many years. So that's definitely part of it. I'm not going to uh, say that it's not. It's got a special place uh, in my in my mind and in my listening experience. Um, it's always been very special to me. So that's going to dwarf anything else straight off the bat. Uh, every time I listen to it, I'm amazed at how good it is. And really what that means is how much it affects me when I listen to it. Yeah. I feel like I'm transported. I'm lost. I'm in another place when I put it on and I'm able to block everything else out. And it's just, I don't even have words sometimes. It's just, uh, it, it dwarfs everything else. I, I think it is an absolute disgrace that it's here at number 43 it makes no sense at all i guess with the pool the certain pool of voters it just the the way the the chips fell but album by album compared to what has come before it on this list i mean this like i said before should easily be top 20 and i could make a very strong argument why it should be top 10 so for me, it's very obvious. Um, in talking uh, with you and with Steve and hearing your take on how you experienced this album and some of the challenges you had with listening to it, I can see why that you picked these other albums to go ahead of it in this 10 block. And I can understand that. And I, in talking to you uh, and Steve as well, Steve and I kind of are on the same page here, but, but I can... Starting to open my eyes a little bit more about why this is not as accessible to everybody it's not everybody's bag and uh, it is a little more on the prog rock side there's there's a lot of kind of almost jazz elements to it into kind of these long not improvised but instrumental expanses yeah. that are yeah. quite long well you, i guess on on uh, the great gig in the sky there's an almost improvised vocal yeah. uh, solo and uh you know so i could see i i was you know, my eyes were open to some of the challenges with it, and I and I really I appreciate that and I respect that. Um, but for me, it it just was a no brainer. And like like I said, this just the success of it alone. It's like oh man, like it just makes no sense to be here. Yeah. I will never get tired of listening to this. Uh, it's just a it's just a, a an absolute all time favorite for me. So can't wait to see if it cracked your top 10 and i can't wait to see where it ended up on that list too um i yeah well, that, i that but more I, the la the latter part of that sentence <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> where where is it on my top 10 just how high <laughs> i i think my appreciation for the album has has definitely deepened uh in hearing in that conversation really with the three of us um I'm, yeah, I I totally understand uh, the anguish that you've been experiencing that it that it lands here at forty three. So um, that's not just a, at least one higher kind of track or a kind of album for here. That you're right, there is some strange no, it's, it's, uh, some... lack of logic that places it in that spot. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the the formula that they used, I think you know for the most part it it has worked well. It, it gets everything, you know, in the right in the right ballpark. I think of where it needs to be. This is the one anomaly for me that that formula, that polling, it doesn't seem to match. And I think that I am guessing, but I would say that probably a lot of people who voted on this list would probably say the same. Like, 
oh, I'm surprised. Like I, I did vote for this, but I'm surprised it went this far down. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's maybe not my favorite one, but but come on, Dark Side. Like I yeah. think they would be yeah. surprised too. Anyways. Yeah. I don't want to go forever because we already had a two and a half hour conversation <laughs> about that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious if, what sort of your biggest surprises were from this grouping of ten mm. albums. Um, which ones you maybe were most let down by, and, uh, and I'll try and offer you the same. I will say, from this ten compared to the last ten, I was familiar with more this time around before going through it than last time. So there were kind of some less surprises. Um, I think the biggest surprise for me, I will say two. First, the band, but I already said it surprised me. I I knew I would like it. I just didn't know how much. I think the thing that really surprised me was Patti Smith's Horses. Number one, it surprised me because I, I, had no, I had no idea what to expect. Not a clue. I had never heard a Patti Smith song before. Um, I I had no idea what I was going to listen to, uh, and it was I, I don't know if I could have predicted that it was it was punk rock, it was uh, avant garde at times. It was just it was so out there, so creative, so unique, so expressive. And again, it's probably not one I'm going to listen to a lot, but it it was just like really exciting to listen to that that was so brand new and so different to anything that I listened to. I'll say that's uh, my pick as well. I, I, I think horses is the one I would point to as well as uh, the biggest surprise okay, for cool. me. Um, I, yeah, something really captivated me in that, in that album. Mm-hmm. I think I assumed that I was going to enjoy the band because I had just a little taste of it already. And um, yeah, I knew that I was going to like uh, Marley. I think the biggest disappointment from this list is uh, the Public Enemy album. I think for the highest ranked uh, rap or hip hop album on this list, I thought I was just going to be spellbound the entire time. And while there were some tracks there that I enjoyed, I didn't find myself thinking like, oh man, I totally understand why this is here. I think it's really good. And I understand that it's been deeply influential. Um, There's some incredible... Uh, videos out there on the construction of the album and how it was put together and I know that it's changed the trajectory of that genre Mm -hmm. I wanted to love that and I I didn't as much as I was sort of hoping I would Uh, so that's the that's the Hmm. letdown for me from these 10 Uh, maybe I love Supreme I thought I would like a little more because I am a big jazz fan okay Um, it was a little it was a little more uh, experimental, a little less melodic than I thought it might be. Um, yeah, uh, and I guess I guess you know, Sex Pistols too. Again, I expected I would really, really like that. That it would be yeah nostalgic for me, and it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. But but it wasn't what I grew up with. I don't know why I expected that because it wasn't mm-hmm. the type of punk that I grew up listening to. So it was an unrealistic expectation. Uh, are we ready? I think so. Do you have it already highlighted? Ready. Yes, okay. I'm ready for the unveiling. Ooh. Oh, oh boy. Who wants to go first here? Okay. Oh man. You've got a lot of stuff that uh... <laughs> our our top tens are really uh, diverging and, and becoming very different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll start uh, with I'll start with number ten. So my all-time top ten of the fifty albums we've listened to so far. Uh, number 10, 
uh, Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band by the Beatles. Number nine, Led Zeppelin's uh, debut, self-titled. That's bumped down a couple spots from last time if I'm... That went down a little bit. There's two. I put in two new ones, and I'll mention them when I get there. Okay. Uh, yeah, Sergeant Pepper stayed in the same spot. Led Zeppelin went down a spot. We've got Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, which went down a couple spots at number seven. Or sorry, eight. Number seven is Thriller, which I previously had at number three, and I moved down. Um, I still really like it, but I found... I haven't revisited it. So I was kind of like, well, how much do I like it if I've never listened to it again? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Right. So number six, I put, um, this was a new one, the band uh, Brown album. Uh, I could see going forward. This maybe drops down a bit. I'm just so enamored with it right now. And I'm wondering if that might fade. Um, But right now I have it at number six. Um, number five, I have Are You Experience, but uh, Jimi Hendrix Experience, which stayed in the same spot. Number four, Abbey Road, which stays in the same spot. Number three is Joni Mitchell's Blue, which I, again, I fell in love with and I have listened to again. I moved that down one spot because in the number two spot, I put Dark Side of the Moon. Wow. Because of all the albums I want to listen to again. It's right up there, but still my number one stays at Revolver. It is, I think, just a little, it's just a little more positive <laughs> than Dark Side. Uh-huh. And right now, that's what I want. It is, oh man, it's a fun album. It's still, so that means that um, it bumped two. I bumped off, and this is tough because these are two that are kind of nostalgic for me, but but I just like these other ones more. Uh, Nirvana's Nevermind. Uh, which I find I don't just I just don't revisit. I really enjoy it. It really brings me back to the '90s. Um, and then uh, you choose the Joshua Tree. It's it's one I really love, but it's not one I grew up with, and it's not one that if I expand this list, it's really really close. And yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if I brought it back later. Ooh. Um, if something else I find, you know what I didn't I haven't really listened to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And bump something off and bring that sure. one back up. It's not as special to me. Like when I hear you and Phil and Steve and some of our other friends talk about it, it doesn't hold that spot for me, Mm -hmm. but it is very good. But that one dropped off. So that's my new top 10. Wow. That's something. Were you surprised by anything there? Well, no, not, not too much. Uh, I, I chuckled to myself when you were talking about thriller, because um, as you'll see here in just a second, I, had some similar kinds of feelings. I am more surprised. I think that you dropped Nevermind than, than the Joshua tree, even oh. though you had the Joshua tree ranked above it last time. I heard more nostalgic appreciation in your voice when we reviewed that with, with Robbie and uh, right. Yeah. And so I'm a bit more surprised to see Nevermind go than the Joshua tree. But I think the choices that you've filled them in, it makes sense. And um, it, it's funny, like the way I guess it, it should be right. If we were doing this really um, militantly is to just knock off the bottom two every time we'd add two, and that would have been never mind and Sergeant peppers. Uh, but Sergeant peppers yeah. has stayed there now. It hung on uh, there. I just couldn't, Oh, I couldn't three do weeks it in a row or three, <laughs> three times in a row here. It's, it's held on to the top 10, yeah. even though you have added other albums a couple of times. Um, so, yep. so yeah, it's interesting. And I did something similar. I, um, my list is identical to last time with one change. I took Thriller off, which had been at 
number seven for me and put the brown the brown album by the band in its place so instead of knocking pet song okay. pet sounds off which would have been my my 10th album and uh and moving thriller down and everything below it down i uh i decided i also have not revisited thriller it's fantastic but it's not an album that's in my wheelhouse as far yeah. as like music i want to return yeah. to and I thought no, I'm. No, I, I have it on this that. list for its popularity and for the way that everyone else thinks it's great. Not because it's something that I think is great enough for me to be returning to and to to have it be taking up a spot here. And so I added a little Canadian content and knocked out uh, the King of Pop. So my <laughs> list is um, Pet Sounds at number ten. Uh, the only Beatles album remaining for me is Abbey Road at number nine. Uh, Carol King's Tapestry at eight. The band oh, shows up so now here at the seventh spot. Um, Born to Run keeps hanging out in the middle uh, at number six, and you choose the Joshua Tree at five. Uh, Fleetwood Max Rumors at four. Joni Mitchell's Blue at three. Marvin Gaye's What's Going On at two, which used to be my number one album, but last time I bumped it down in favor of Inner Visions, and Inner Visions remains in my number one spot. We do have a, a Stevie Wonder album coming up here uh, in the next 10. And I'm curious how yeah. that will um, adjust this list. If I will find it, you know, even better than Intervisions, do I put it at number one and make the top two slots mm. my Stevie Wonder paradise? Or uh, <laughs> will I kick Intervisions off and put uh, Songs in the Key of Life in its place? Um, you know, this is sort of a dance as we're going. And uh, there isn't always a concrete rhyme or reason for how the, how we construct these, but we'll keep trying to make it work uh, after each 10 is done. Well, that was fun. Always is fun. Anything that you're looking forward to in particular for these next 10 coming up here? Uh, it's very promising. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of really great stuff. Bands and albums that I'm familiar with, like, by name but not necessarily I, I don't think i've ever listened to any of these albums start to finish although i'm okay. familiar with the artists and and probably some of the music from it we have 10 albums coming up here and um pretty much all of them are sort of iconic big name bands uh yeah. we've got a return oh, yeah. from the stones sure. we've got a return from the beatles simon and garfunkel make their their first appearance I mentioned Stevie Wonders back, um, CCR, a band that we haven't heard of yet, but uh, they're on the list here for the first time. And then we've got one just kind of hanging there out there at number 60 that until we started this project, I had never heard of. <laughs> Me neither. And I am real. That's the one maybe I'm most curious how we are going to handle. Um, the album is called <laughs> Trout Mask Replica. It's by Captain Beefheart and his magic band. Um, and, oh, boy. Uh, boy, it it's going to be an adventure, I think. I've held off. I've heard comments from you, but I've held off on... I, I will get, Yeah, I will give a little bit of a preview. I started listening to Simon Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water. Boy, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's it really is. That's something special. Um, but yeah, there's a couple other... Like I haven't listened to a lot of Al Green or... Yeah. Ray Charles. Um, I don't know. I'm. I'm probably know a lot of songs from Elvis Presley's debut. Um, yeah. 
but I'm excited to listen to Jimi Hendrix again. Hendrix. And, and you know what? The stones, the, the Rolling Stones are a band that show up on this list a lot. Like what? About 10 times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Start to finish something like that, like eight or 10 times. As much as I'm not really a Stones fan, and we have not been overly favorable on no, how many no. albums have we done two so far? Uh, uh, sure, they've both been forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we did Exile on Main Street and um, Let It Bleed. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm always curious for a band that shows up on here so many times. Are we gonna hit an album that I like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is it just going to be the same old stones? I mean, I, I liked Let It Bleed more than Exile, but these are considered some of their best work, uh, Exile and Let It Bleed and Beggar's Banquet. And I think Sticky Fingers are all kind of four that were recorded back to back to back to back and are considered kind of their four greatest albums. Yeah, so maybe yeah. maybe it'll happen. And I, and I love CCR. I think I have a CCR greatest hit, so I don't think it's this one, but I have one. CCR, they're at 50, what is it, 59? Uh, 59. It is uh, one that's not on the first list or in the coffee table book. Uh, but I think all the way back to oh. Robert Johnson, uh, this is just the second album now that's that's brand new for the 2012 list. So um, that'll be right. an interesting one to, to tackle. Definitely look forward to the next 10. There's some great yep. stuff coming up. And some again all new albums for me not necessarily all new music or artists but uh should be fun here we go here's to another 10 can't wait all right so here's a question for you yeah if someone came to you and said i just heard you had a podcast i'm gonna listen to it and uh i want to start listening to it where you're at with episode number 51 but if you could point me back to one episode to kind of prime me what one would you point me to Okay. Well, I think um, if they wanted to get a sense for like just the lighthearted candor between the two of us, um, but weren't really sure how much time they had to pour into it, I might point them back to a midweek episode like the one where we talked about Canadian content oh, okay. on this list or um, well, that was fun. something that's uh, maybe our, our um, memories about the SARS stock Molson Rocks for Toronto uh, concert, something that you know we're talking okay. about. That's uh, a good idea. Why music sort of draws us in. Um, I think if they had a whole lot of time on their hands, I'd probably point them to Blue. It's a three-part, uh, way more time than than anyone has probably. But uh, I think that's us at our sort of most raw. I think Nora drew out some like deep emotion there too from. Um, not just for herself, but but I think from the two of us, and uh, and because of the Canadian tie-in too, I think that was one that we just sort of poured ourselves into. So, I think that's what I would say. I, uh, do you have anything else that comes to mind right away? If uh, if blue is also your choice, or should we just be putting that one on all of our social media as like the the one that's best representative of the Sound Logic podcast? Well, I would say uh, going along with the same uh, color palette that you've used, I would pick kind of blue oh as one because we really dis we really discuss um we get a little technical on that one but we had a really great guest with us jason crane who uh has played jazz for many years yep uh is really into a lot of different types of music and has worked in the radio industry uh, as well so 
he was really knowledgeable in terms of that genre, that album. Uh, he had even met one of the artists on the album, which was really cool and was very gracious in walking us through, especially Ben, who, you know, as we've said, even in this episode, not familiar with jazz at all, walking us through a little bit of the technical side of it, how to approach jazz. And I think was, again, very gracious to say, listen, the most important thing about jazz, and I think you could apply this to any music, but jazz specifically is jazz is for anyone. And there's no password. There's no magic key. And the people who tell you you have to do all your homework before you listen to it are those who are just trying to covet jazz for themselves. It really shouldn't be like that. Uh, You should be able to come and just listen to it and enjoy what you like and if there's things you don't like that's fine and then if that inspires you to listen to more or inquire about why is this good or what does this mean or what is this technique about or why is it called this then you know there's people and resources for you to go to and i really enjoyed that conversation plus it was really fun for me to talk to someone who like i like that album and i've heard it i have it um so talk to someone who could kind of help me understand why I liked it so much and, and teach me a little bit more about it, but also at the same time, talk to you who had never heard about it and were like, okay, there's things I like about it, but I don't understand why. And, and I don't know where this comes from and, and kind of bounce back and forth between both sides. It was really fun. And again, great, a great conversation. So I think that's a good one. Again, a bit of a longer one and one that's a little more technical, but I think gives a good side, a good picture of, the aspect of this that we're also um, exploring. Mm-hmm. We're listening to some music that's familiar and some that we were like, but we're also exploring and digging into new music to us. And without trying to go too deep, we are trying to uh, chew away at some of this new music and, and have a at least somewhat informed appreciation. So I, I think that's one that I might point to. I like that choice. Probably the one where we maybe had the most, um, I can't believe we're doing this, would be when we got to talk with Joe Bowie, that might be our sort of pinnacle oh as far as guests yeah. go. <laughs> that would be another fun one, I think, to point people to, and one that I just want people to listen to because of the stories that he has to tell. And and I feel bad because I poo-pooed, uh, never mind the bollocks and the sex pistols, <laughs> um, but I really enjoy talking to Barry Taylor, uh, and I can't wait till we talk about... ACDC's Highway to Hell, and I'm hoping he'll come back and join us because he was uh, on the sound crew for that tour right. yeah. <laughs> uh, with with ACDC. So yeah. <laughs> uh, if anybody can kind of shed some light on that, uh, it, it would be one of two members of the sound crew <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on that tour. So I'm not sure. I know that is on the list. I think it comes, you know, in quite a while, but... Um, yeah, I th- you're right, Joe Bowie, and that's one I I, I hesitate because I try not to be starstruck, and I really don't. I, I really have appreciated all our guests so much, but I think that's the one who, you know, it was. He's just so far outside of this the sphere of people we know, and uh, up so many levels in terms of the industry and people he's played with, and the level that he's been involved in the music industry was kind of we couldn't believe that we were talking to him. Absolutely. So yeah, that that's a that's a very special special one too, and I think it's an album that a lot of people, especially people, Ben, that you and I know, maybe more so me, uh, in a maybe a 
little less diverse community than you are, people who just aren't familiar with that music, with James Brown and, and an early live album at that. So I think people might be a little uh, afraid, not afraid, but but just not familiar with it at all. But it really is a gem and was so special talking to him. Absolutely. Well, on that note, here's to another 10 and hopefully many more. Yeah. Uh, lots more uh, very special guests. We want to thank all our special guests that we had in these last 10 and, of course, any that we had before that. And we want to thank you so much for joining us on this journey. It's been so much fun. We hope you've enjoyed it. And please do not hesitate to send us a, a voice message on our anchor page. But give us a message on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Thank you, Ben. Until next time, Ben, you take care of yourself. Everyone at home, take care of yourselves too. Thanks, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. If you like what you hear, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review. Send us a message at our Facebook page, on Instagram, or through our SoundLogic Podcast Twitter feed. Thanks for listening.